0: You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. ESPN Las Vegas. We go back to Radio Row. Adam Hill. But today we have a uh, Adam takeover. Is Adam Burke, who is, uh, I'll just say, the king of L.A. in terms of tourism, is up with us. How are you, sir? <laughs>
1: I'm doing well, and I like the Adam takeover. I've never heard that one before. So.
0: Well, we've got, we have got—we actually have another Adam on our show. So when I'm out, uh, the Adams take over the show. So it's actually a better show in that case. So hopefully I don't ruin this for <laughs> Las Vegas and for L.A. All right, you're, uh, you're at the convention center, Radio Row. First of all, have you seen anything like Radio Row before?
1: You know, honestly, there's nothing like Radio Row at the Super Bowl. I mean, I've seen a lot of media events, but just the energy that's here, especially after the last couple of years, there's nothing to match it.
0: Do you feel like as you walk around, because I think this is a big theme on our show, uh, we're big L.A. defenders. Do you feel like with some markets you're actually defending L.A.? There's like this weird thing around the country. People don't like L.A., but I think most of them haven't been there,
1: Adam. You know what? I think you're right. I think, first of all, uh, I think it's a little bit of jealousy because Uh. we're sitting here in February with 80-degree weather. And, you know, as a native Chicagoan, that'll make everyone a little bit bitter. The other thing I think is you're right. I mean, L.A. has evolved so much. I've lived here for 30 years now and, you know, L.A. today versus even five years ago is just dramatically different. There's so much new thing, so many new things going on and, you know, not the least of which is this incredible new state of the art stadium. that really is, to my mind, the best sports and entertainment facility in the world
2: how important has that stadium been to driving driving events we just talked to roger goodell today and he was saying like hey los angeles right back in the mix they're gonna get the super bowl again soon that stadium drives things just like we just experienced in vegas we're getting we thought we had every event in the world and now we're getting even more because we have a stadium yeah you're exactly
1: right and by the way i mean we're talking about vegas here really rams by four and a half with stafford and obj oh, wow. I, I just gotta call that out but <laughs> um, yeah i mean we're incredibly fortunate part of the reason I'm so optimistic, not just about Super Bowl, but about the next decade. LA is in the middle of this ridiculous decade of major sporting events. And I've been in tourism about 30 years. I have never seen a city have this kind of luck. So it goes back to 2017. From 2017 to 22, we will have hosted the all-star game for every pro sport, except for Pro Bowl. But we got this little game at so fine sunday sure. and then this year we got mlb all-star next year college football playoff national championship world cup coming up in 26 olympic paralympics it's an embarrassment of riches so we're just really lucky to be such a great sports town
2: not to be a downer do you have the all-star game is oh, there an all-star game you
1: know i'm a pollyanna so <laughs> i'm going to say hell yeah we have an all-star game and you know i hope everyone comes to their senses because let's face it after the last two years that is the last thing we all need.
2: Do you have Do you have like a, a, a like a go to line if somebody just wants one quick hit of why they should come to LA? Why LA uh, as a place to go? What I tell people people get on me all the time. Why do you love Vegas so much? Why do you live in Vegas? You say you'll never leave. Why? My line is, I would never get sushi at four o'clock in the morning, but I can. Oh, like, I, I like love that. that. I love that. Like, that's what I love about Vegas. Like, what's your like your uh, your elevator pitch for why people should come to L.A.? The,
1: the short elevator pitch is if you want to do it, we have it. OK, it's kind of similar. Yeah. I like it. I that's mean, if good. you think about it, you know, with, it, with again, thinking about what's changed in L.A. over the last 30 years. Number one, we have this amazing sports community. We're rabid fans for our teams. I know we're getting a little greedy because we've got, you know, two NBA teams. We've got two NFL franchises with the addition of uh, Angel City Football Club, who have three professional soccer teams. Um, But beyond that, we've got a lot of people don't know this. We've got more museums and performing arts venues than any city in the entire U.S. Yes, more than New York. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got this amazing culinary scene. To your point, you you can get food at four in the morning, but because we're such an international destination, you will find flavors here. You will find nowhere else. And it's kind of hard to beat 300 Days of Sunshine.
2: So we've, we've had a little bit of a debate on the show, and I know Steve is going to be all in on this, but what is L.A.? Like, every, people call, oh, no, not, yeah. People call L.A. like all of Southern California. Yes. But what is L.A.? So – are, are we getting
1: philosophical here or geographical? Geographical. Can go either way you want. <laughs> geographical. go either way you want. So, so I'll answer both. Philosophically, um, I would say LA is a state of mind because one of the things I love about the community, <laughs> okay. now, now I'm channeling Billy Joel now. Yeah. It's an LA state of mind. But, you know, honestly, the thing I love about it is people come here to be creators. You know, they come here to reinvent and innovate, and that's one of the things that keeps our community evolving and moving forward is, you know, LA is about the spirit of continually creating new things. Um, you know, geographically, LA is the broader LA region because even though, you know, the big game is going to be in Inglewood at SoFi sure. Stadium, the fan experience is downtown at the convention center and there are events throughout every neighborhood of LA. So, you know, that's one of the great things is there is so much to explore. So, actually, to make it a little more manageable, we put together a complimentary guide to the official game guide. It's the LA Tourism Super Bowl guide. You can go to slash Super Bowl. And we put together a whole series of three-day custom itineraries. So if you want something that's sports-themed, go for it. If you want culinary-themed, arts and culture, it's all right there on the website. Man, this Steve. guy's good. This
0: guy's really good. Adam Burke, president and CEO of L.A. Tourism. No, our argument, uh, Adam, is that uh, the Valley is or is not L.A. Well, I Absolutely my, my, is. my girlfriend's from the Valley, so I've been programmed to you know, know that that's L.A., but Adam Hill will fight me on that.
1: I do. I fight them on it. It's not L.A. No, Steve, I'm with you. The it, Valley is absolutely L.A. It's L.A. for uh, sure. Let me I, let me I break it.
0: Let me break in here for the couple of okay. things real quick. Right, uh, one if someone. I'm sure someone's asked you this. Um, if there's a go-to restaurant in all of L.A. and it's gigantic, what place or places do you throw out?
1: Oh, my Lord. Now you're asking me to pick among my children. Here's the thing. We we have to do this in Uh, Vegas all the time. And and
0: it's like, there's so many places. And and
1: it's how do you narrow it down? So here's what I'm going to say. Number one, you cannot go wrong. Um, You know, we run the Dine LA program and it's the biggest restaurant week in the country because we have over 400 restaurants every time we do a two week event. So it's kind of hard to narrow it down. What I'll talk about is some of the old and new. So let's talk about old, you know, Spago, right? Wolfgang Puck started out here and you know has been a mainstay of the LA community for so long and you cannot go wrong going to Spago they will give you exceptional service and amazing food. Um, Going to the other end of the spectrum kind of a newer entry is a favorite of mine LA Cha 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 Cha, which is actually a sister restaurant to one in Mexico City. Same ownership decided to open one here And it's in the Arts District, and it is this amazing rooftop garden that has some of the best Mexican food. You'll see an amazing mezcal bar, beautiful space for Valentine's Day coming up. Nice. Uh, But I could go on and on. Unfortunately, I do, and my waistline will attest to that.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I got a kick out of a tweet I saw the other day. Some of the guys from SiriusXM, they're all New York guys. And you know the way New Yorkers are, like, hey, our food is the best, right? And especially with Italian. So I'm New Jersey, so I was like, the, you know, that's where I'm from. I was like the bust them, like, to get good Italian food, these guys have to come over the bridge to, to New Jersey. And I saw a SiriusXM guy raving about Dantanas, and he had a picture up of yep. Chicken Parm. And I was like, there you go. Anyone in the country who says Southern California doesn't have Italians, Italian food, or good food, you're insane,
1: well, not only are they insane, but I got to tread really carefully here because I'm married an Italian, so absolutely <laughs> we've go. got amazing Italian here. But you're right, D'Antanas. The difference is, it's a Hollywood mainstay. You go to D'Antanas, you're not just going to get great Italian food. Yeah. That is where some of the greatest legends in Hollywood history ate for years, um, and, and that's the fun of it. You know, you get amazing food, but you also get the whole Hollywood story when you go to D'Antanas.
2: And I, I will, uh, I'm going to jump in on this one and say. When I tell people I love downtown LA, a lot of people that haven't been here in a long time are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're insane. I love downtown LA. I'm staying down here this entire week. I'm so into it. I'm walking everywhere. I love downtown. It is not, if somebody says they've been here like 15 years ago, it's not the same.
1: It's gone through a total renaissance. I mean, there is so much downtown. I mean, I'll give you, you know, in 2019, we had a record 51 million visitors about six out of every 10 came downtown whole la live complex you know formerly staples center where <laughs> at least my kings got their two cups crypto.com and arena. now crypto.com arena but uh yeah i mean downtown has got so much going on and you're right there's always activity it doesn't matter what time of day you're here and a lot of it's because we're always doing things over at the convention center as well not just trade shows a lot of people don't know we do film and television production year-round at the convention center so if you're a fan of westworld you're going to recognize a lot of those spots when you go to our convention center. Wow. That's great. And, and, yeah,
2: it's still – it's new. It's developed. Just justification, probably the right word, but there's still character. I enjoy that part,
1: too. I, I, I love some character when <laughs> sure. you're going to the pantry. I mean, it's a great mix of old and new. And, and, and I will say, Steve, to your point, you know, we, we got a little bit heated. And uh, I will say this was not started by us, but The New York Times – All the news that's fit to print did say that L.A. now has the best bagels in the country. So I'm just going to stand back and say that is the New York hometown paper. That is not L.A. talking smack.
0: Mic drop, mic drop. Adam Burke, (laughs) president and CEO of uh, L.A. Tourism. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having everyone who's down there into your city for a great time for the Super Bowl.
1: We cannot wait to roll out the red carpet for all of everyone who's coming. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Adam.
0: We'll see you. Adam Burke, CEO, LA Tourism. All of our spots on Radio Row in LA are coverage of the Super Bowl, brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Battleborn understands the tactics that insurance companies use to try and reduce the amount of money they pay to accident and injury victims. So they're going to go out and quickly and aggressively negotiate with the insurance companies to maximize your recovery and keep you out of court. No one wants to go to court. If... The insurance company will not cooperate. They're going to battle for you. That's why they're called Battleborn. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers today, 570-9000. It's Matt Hoffman. It's Justin Watkins. 570-9000 for a free consultation. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Now, back to Cofield & Company.
1: On ESPN
0: Las Vegas. Rock and rolling, baby, getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. Adam Hill running around the uh, L.A. Convention Center. We have a chance here to hook up with Pablo Torre, who is all over the uh, ESPN family, one of the superstars of ESPN. I'll start out by asking you, Pablo, what's your favorite part of the Super Bowl? Is it the game, the commercials, or the halftime show?
3: I went, th- thank you for calling me a superstar. It's very unearned, <laughs> but I appreciate your generosity. Sure, um, sure. I went to the Super Bowl. I went to the Rams Patriot Super Bowl and my thought while watching that in Atlanta, man was I missed the commercials. I'll be honest. Like the whole thing being this cultural monocultural event that does not exist anywhere else in American life. That is the biggest thing. Yes, I love the football. Yes, I can talk to you about the football. Yes, I'm paid to care about the football. But it's so much more about the commercials, I realized after watching a 13 to 3 Super Bowl, I believe it was. So, yeah, I'll be honest about that. With uh,
0: not all media people get to go to the game. Are you going to this year's game?
3: I am doing the veteran move where I am flying home on Sunday morning yes. because I am true to this. I want to see those commercials.
0: <laughs> yep,
3: I know. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I know. Real. Like, I, I, I get it. It's just a better thing to watch at home. For all of the networking that can be done i'll get that in the next couple days but nah i want to be on my living room couch
0: uh do you have a lot of people around you or is it a very uh confined environment
3: oh right now i'm in my hotel i'm extraordinarily confined um i will go home and be extraordinarily confined with my two-year-old child who will be awake for about four seconds and my wife i have been so sadly um yeah careful while i'm out here that's a good point uh, yeah the sunlight, though, the sunlight. As someone who came from New York, like, my vitamin D deficiency has been addressed. Uh, I'm just walking around and, like, getting a little bit more tan.
0: You know, you, you led me in a good direction there because uh, I'm not from Southern California. I'm actually from the New Jersey, New York area, but I've been here in Vegas for, like, 25 years. And I hear people bash L.A. and SoCal all the time. I also think they've never been there. I have a girlfriend <laughs> of 10 years who grew up in L.A., so I'm a strong L.A. defender. You sound like you're pro-L.A.
3: I'm pro LA, except for when I show up to a dinner outside and it's 65 degrees and everyone is complaining.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like
3: <laughs> I just left a a bomb cyclone. Yep. Appreciate this. <laughs> Appreciate what you have.
0: It is all relative. So I'm a big Super Bowl party guy. It sounds like. Do you have you have you ever done or gone to a Super Bowl party?
3: Yes, you I have. have. In my capacity as pre-pandemic gas bag, fake superstar. I was, I mean, the story that I have to tell is that like, you know, you're at this thing when it was the New York Super Um, and I'm like at this party and like, Oh cool. Um, wait, why is Paul McCartney here?
4: Oh really? Okay.
3: Right. This is one of those parties. Yep. Yep. A friend of a friend gets you into the party where like Paul McCartney's there. I'm like, this is, this is what it means to work at ESPN. I've made it. Um, did I take a, Series of creep shots of him on my cell phone camera, and never approach him. Say hello, of course. Oh wow, still counts, I think. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you fill out that uh, list that uh, a lot of people put out there on Twitter? The uh, the five famous people and one's a lie list. Uh, McCartney must be on <laughs> yours for sure. McCartney's on yours for sure, I would think.
3: No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I also took a couple of creep shots of Drake while I was there. Oh, nice. But Drake again, the undercard at a party with Paul McCartney because I'm that kind of you know, 36 years old. I'm that guy.
0: That's uh, that's an incredible beginning of a list uh, no doubt about it. Oh uh, the reason I mentioned the Super Bowl party is I like Super Bowl parties. We have big ones here in Vegas and I'm trying to finalize where I'm going. Can I tell you the most important thing for my girlfriend and I might get punched in the junk if I fail on this one? I, she has said repeatedly. Now, yeah. She has said repeatedly if we go to a party and I can't hear the halftime show, you're dead meat. <laughs> I, I'm with her. I, yeah. I love this halftime show because it is so, uh, just opposite of, you know, the caution that the NFL has shown. This is going to be friggin awesome.
3: It's going to be great. I also want to warn you though, that like, we're at the point where, um, the kids will have no idea who these people are. You know, like at one point, like the Who was like, "Why are they bringing the Who on that old band?" And then you like Wikipedia how old Doctor Dre is, and you're like, "Oh no, I hope we're not losing the recipes (laughs) here," because I hope people appreciate it as much as me and you clearly do.
0: I like oh 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 no. Well, my my other my other thing, I know on social media there will be a portion, and I don't know if it's an age group, you know, young or old. I think there's going to be a portion of the country that is going to be so pissed off that this is the halftime entertainment. And I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it.
3: Yes, Yes, there will be a protest that literally demands bring back The Who. Yes. That will also happen.
0: after. Uh, Like you said, after everyone complained about The Who not being good anymore. So it's like, you you can't win with whoever you book, people are going to complain.
3: We are the machine that we rage against. And that (laughs) machine may literally be someday soon rage against the machine. Yeah, yes, yes.
0: Pablo Torre is with us. Um, I saw that you, as you called it, did a psychological tour of the Bengals. Give me, uh, give me the skinny on that.
3: <laughs> so listen, man. This is an organization that is super cheap. That used to hand out used jock straps and throw it into the front of the locker room or the yep. middle of the locker room floor, rather, and be like, "Hey, guys, go, go, have at it." And now they have suddenly turned around. They've done like this incredible, like almost Maury Povich style makeover, where they're led by like the coolest person in football. I think. And like Joe Burrow beyond being this transcendent character is like a psychological turning point for an organization that basically has the guy. I think of like in presidential elections, they always talk about who do you want answering the phone at 2 AM? Well, it turns out you want Joe Burrow answering the phone at 2 AM. The guy who was not lost in elimination game, started playing high level football starting in college. And like that guy being the heroic protagonist of this team is is a new experience for a city a rust belt city that hasn't felt that and i find that endlessly delightful
0: uh i think it's awesome um, I think the transformation is cool, but it's been a long road. Because I can tell you, whatever it was was uh, 1998, it was. Um, I was doing some draft coverage for another radio network, and we got a chance to talk to like Takeo Spikes, who'd been drafted by the Bengals. Yeah. And he Off the record, he could not have been more miserable because he was going to <laughs> the cash poor, cheap ass Bengals. And another one I had heard is I think on the uh, on a free agent tour, Tony Siragusa visited. Uh, Cincinnati, and he was like, "This is the biggest crap hole ever." They were just, they were so epically yeah. cheap. So I'm, I'm glad this is a great, it's a great story. Now I'll throw this at you. Um, I, I'll say we have been in a rebuild between Oakland and Las Vegas, gone back with Gruden, mm-hmm. and this is year four. How close do you think the Raiders are to doing what the Bengals are doing right now? Because the Bengals did it technically in three or four years.
3: Right. 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 And I think to be reductive about it, right? Like the question is, do you have the right guy? Yeah. Do you have the right guy answering that phone call for you. Is Derek Carr that guy? I mean, obviously the Raiders are super close in the sense of like in the playoff picture, which is not to be underestimated, especially about how insane this year has been, as you guys well know, but like, is there a ceiling? Is he part of that ceiling? Um it just feels, there's a term I'll use from the NBA where it feels like you're running on the treadmill of mediocrity, yep. which is to say that you're just good enough to never be bad enough to be great. And I do think that you're kind of in that zone right now, the Raiders. Yeah.
0: So if you're part of this new regime, you're Josh McDaniels, you're the GM, Dave Ziegler, you talk to Carr and then you're like, you know what, he has a lot of trade value. What if we flip him and then work a deal to try to step up a bit at quarterback with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, or Aaron Rodgers?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm going after Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers by any means necessary. Yes, absolutely, and I agree with you. Derek Carr's trade value right now is real. He played very well in very big moments, many times within memory this season. Like, I think that's the move, and I hate to be reductive about it because he's been, again, he's been good, but... I, I want Russell Wilson if I'm if I'm you guys 100%.
0: Well, this was a, a very good football conversation, barely a football conversation. Um, are we? By the way, are we past all the heat with uh, Jeff Garcia and Mina?
3: I don't know. All I know is that Jeff Garcia seems to have disappeared, <laughs> and I think that it's time to let him do that. Yeah, I feel like he made the mistake. I look, Mina was a great friend of mine, and is is kind of like. The way I think of going after Mina on social media, it's kind of like, you know, an X-Men like Magneto. Like, don't attack Magneto in a room full of knives. Yes. Like, it's just a really bad competitive disadvantage for you, Jeff Garcia. So I think he learned that lesson, and I think it's cool to let him just, yeah, disappear a little bit. So Uh, I hope we're done.
0: Last one, Pablo. I'm in Las Vegas, so I literally have to bet every day. It's just part of what we do. Um, Prop bet, exotic. This is not available in Vegas, but I like it. Will Snoop smoke on stage during the halftime show? Yes is plus 200, no minus 250.
3: Oh, what a great bet. What a great bet. I. It's one of those things where, like, I want to bet on the over because it's no fun to root for the under. Sure. Yes, yes, you will. Rooting for this to happen, please.
0: I hope we all cash in on that one. I do. Uh, Pablo, thank you great. so much. We appreciate the time adding to our uh, Super Bowl preview. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Pablo Tori. ESPN Superstar, ESPN Superstar, let's give uh, Nine Inch Nails tickets away here. We've had this giveaway all week long, really cool. One of the uh, greatest bands in the uh, history of music. Uh, Back in 2004, Rolling Stone had Nine Inch Nails as uh, number 94 on its list of 100 greatest artists. Uh, Remember, they started back in 1989, Pretty Hate Machine, Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2020, and now you get a chance to go see them. September 15th, Zappos Theater, Planet Hollywood. Caller 7, 364 364-1100. Tickets for Nine Inch Nails go on sale. If you don't win these, you can buy them on Friday, February 11th, 10 a.m., Ticketmaster.com. Talk to Ari. Caller 7, 364 You're in for Nine Inch Nails. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas.
4: So you ran all the way from New York to the Super Bowl? I don't believe
2: that. That's what running backs do,
0: man. We run. Eric Dickerson in a commercial. I don't know if that one's going to play during the Super Bowl. Pretty good acting. Pretty good acting. He was uh, was, uh, advertising for some uh, mattress company. Um, Talking about healthy sleep and that he can run across the country. That lady. Come on now. With the I don't believe that. Like what's going on here? We you can't just take somebody's word for it. He just explained it, and they I mean, had video. Maybe she I wasn't seeing the video that we saw.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's for us to see.
0: Um, Pablo Torre was just on with us. I know you are running around the uh, convention center, so you weren't around for that one. Uh, by the way, um, I know right now Jared is working on uh, LeVar Arrington. You know we love the lineup over on Fox Sports Radio National that's on Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas. The morning show... With Brady Quinn and LeVar Arrington and uh, Jonas Knox is awesome. So I hope we can wrangle up LeVar Arrington in the 5 o'clock hour. I hope we can do that. So that, that could be on the way. John Murray is coming up from Westgate. So he's going to tell us in about 15 minutes about all the different uh, parties and prop bets and regular betting opportunities down at the Superbook inside Westgate. Are you going to, my guess is the answer is no, because we really don't book many of these bets, but have you looked at some of the commercial prop bets for
2: the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, I've started to take a look at some of them. Is this, is this yet another story that you'll be writing? Um, no, I actually was, oh man, I'm very interested in one of the commercial s- stories today. Um, no. Which I'm one? Not, I'm not going to uh, Which one? The typical company that knows they're not going to get their Super Bowl commercial on, but they make one anyway. Oh, really? And then try to put it out. But it, it was of particular note this year because it's a company like I, I think I've, I've told you like my favorite Super Bowl party that we have is we just all bring a bunch of one dollar bills and just bet on literally everything that happens during the during the Super Bowl. Yes, yes what a what a great idea it's fantastic and you're still money around to everybody and every year a friend of ours um, gets us to give him astronomical odds we all throw in about four hundred dollars and give him like 1600 to one that there'll be a pornographic commercial and that he's the finally they're gonna let it in and oh, one wow of, one of the companies made a Super Bowl commercial today uh not today they've made it they released it today Right. And they're like, "Hey, the NFL is not going to let us put this on." Of course, they're not. By the way, the most G-rated commercial you're, you're ever going to see. Of course. Yeah, but they, you know, they will not, they will not allow it on. Of course.
0: They made one though. How much? Because uh, it's really, I, you know, what, we'll, I'll have to find out. We got to do a little research on this one. I don't, I don't know that on the ground, books here in the U.S. are starting to do. Prop bets on commercials. No. You generally get these from faraway places, right? For sure. So the offshore. How much do you – I mean, they must work with the people putting – the companies putting out commercials. They must work with them to put up these odds. And I also wonder if companies are smart enough to go to whatever, you know, Caribbean CaribbeanRipoffBook.com and seek out the odds, right? Like, ask for odds to be posted because – I'll give, you know, I'll give some of these companies some pops here. Um, First shown in uh, Rakuten. There's some kind of commercial from Rakuten, right? Sure. And the the names are like Tom Hardy, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Idris Elba, Daniel Craig, all the way down to like Kevin Hart, Rob Lowe, Pierce Brosnan, Matt Damon. I have no idea if these people are on the commercials. This is kind of interesting, though, that they, so they already know the outcome. They're
2: booking it. Would you bet into something like this? no why not definitely not um i just i I don't i don't trust a lot of it and i i don't trust that it's that there's not spoilers i don't trust too many things yeah
0: there's also the issue of subjectivity sure right i don't think first person appearing in a commercial could be
2: up for question but i guess you never know no, of course. I mean, we like, and that's the kind of things that we do, right? And it would never hold up. But it's like, will an animal animal be shown in this next commercial? Like, what if it's like far away? It, it's a whole. There's a whole thing. Have you have you have arguments broken out? Of course, every year that's the fun part. Well,
0: you're there. That's that's the that's the guarantee. It's, that it's arguments usually not out. me. Oh, really? I mean, I'm definitely part of it. Um, there's a there's a commercial prop bet for which uh, A B brand will. Appear which commercial will appear? Like, you know Budweiser example, McUltra, you know Seltzer, all that stuff. Then there's also one first seen in one of the beer commercials: John Goodman, John Turturro, or Jeff Bridges. There's another one. Um, what's said first in this particular commercial?
2: Dude or Jesus? Hmm, interesting. So they you must be a commercial me. altogether. Uh, you know what? You just said what would I make the? You said what I make the bet uh, on any of these? I actually might. I mean, if, if I had access to this, I will say the commercial push for Bud Light Next in this area. Yeah, I I,
0: uh, I didn't read that one uh, in the AB Brand commercial. I don't even know what that is. What is that?
2: It's Next. It's just coming out. I, I Listen, I don't even know. But it <laughs> is, Steve, it is everywhere. If you oh, walk yeah. out of the convention center, every oh. every bar... Has a huge sign for it. Uh, Every convenience store, every grocery store you go into, it is everywhere. There's a billboard. Like every, there's such a push for this product that has to be the first one they do, right?
0: You would think. They flooded the market. It's zero carbs, 80 calories, 4% ABV. Okay. Okay. Refreshing, healthy. Yes, might not be my cup of tea. No, I'm, I might have one tonight. We need we need to start marketing the other end. Just just just
2: heavy fat ass beer, extra carbs, extra. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it doesn't even make it taste any better or anything. It's just you you. It's it's like the people that are firing back on like too woke by just like I'm gonna be as offensive as possible. Yep. Like, we'll fire back on the zero carbs, extra carbs. Oh, does it make it taste better? No, it's just extra because screw those people that don't like carbs. Next season
0: of Cobra Kai, I want to see them cut a deal with Johnny where Johnny comes back, like, all out of shape because he's been drinking Coors Extra <laughs> instead of the little Coors Banquet Snub Bottles.
2: Sure, Coors, Coors Next. <laughs> no, I want
0: extra. <laughs> just so just almost kind of sludgy on the bottom. Like, extra it's, carbs, you're, extra you're,
2: calories, nothing else. You really you got to
0: <laughs> you got to choke them down. Oh just boy, ridiculous! It is. It is completely. I
2: might have. I might have a uh, what is it? Bud next? Bud Light next? Okay, Miller. her Is it? What is it? Yeah, Bud Light next. That's A B. Yeah. yeah. It is everywhere. But I'm glad you mentioned Miller. That was convenient.
0: I'm glad you mentioned it, because Miller Lite is bringing you another Tyler Bischoff viewing party. ESPN Las Vegas on the road. P.T.'s. It's the pub. P.T.'s pub on Tropicana, right near Maryland, this Friday, 8 o'clock. It's a little bit later start. Primetime spot as UNLV goes on the road against the very dangerous Boise State Broncos. You can get $10 Miller Lite pitchers. There's great prizes. UNLV uh, swag, like shirts and hats, and a Cornhole game. You can also enter for a chance to win a staycation at the Strat and beer for a year from Miller Lite. It's at PT's Pub, Tropicana, right near Maryland. UNLV is on the road, trying to put together a win streak here, trying to pull the upset on Boise. And Tyler Bischoff will be on the scene. PT's Pub, eight to ten this Friday night. Hang with TB. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Ah. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports betting. Betty. with John Murray. All right, let's do it. Getting ready for the uh, big Westgate festivities around the soup. big game. Big game. Big game. Adam Hill and John Murray back and better than ever. What's up, John?
4: You can't say... Uh those other two words, you have to say big game? Is that how it I don't,
0: works? No, I don't know anymore. I tried to, between right. you and I and, uh, you know, a dozen people listening, I tried to slip right. it into a promotional read, a commercial read, and uh, I would chastise, and I went back to big game.
4: Did, did it, they chastise you, or did they go, like, blank, blank? Like Rams and the Bengals are playing in the blank, blank, 56.
0: Uh, you know what, I might try that. I might actually throw right. in, can I do a little of my production as well? I might throw in yeah. a couple of super beefs.
4: I'm glad you said that because I would have absolutely said those two words on. The, I I can't even tell you how many times I've said those two words on the air, in the last few months. I uh, mean, you're, you're
0: a growing behemoth with uh, lawyers right. and money. <laughs> <from here>.
4: I'm. <laughs> uh, good point. That's very true. I've got some very powerful people behind me. What uh, what did you guys want to talk about here? You want to talk about the prop bets, or are we gonna do like the general game stuff? I mean, what <laughs> what are you what are you into here? What? Or who Adam? Adam is doing a few celebrity interviews. I'd I, uh, like to hear about that. No, I uh, like that.
2: I actually wanted to know about the uh, the NBA numbers
4: for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's that's no problem. Hey, the NBA, <laughs> hey, the NBA is uh, actually that's all we're talking about at work this week. We're getting killed in the NBA, guys. I mean the fa- the favorites cover every night. What kind of a league is this? I mean, what, what's going on? Uh, it's it's nothing. It's just nothing but chalk. I mean, I'm. I'm actually welcoming talking about the National Football League for a few minutes. I've, I've talked about the NBA enough the last few days. In all seriousness, what is going on? I've seen,
2: like, NBA gambling Twitter is blowing up. Like, is our underdogs not covering at all?
4: I think the stat that I saw was it was like 25-2 and two or stretch for the favorites against the spread. I mean, we've, we've really had some bad results the last few nights in the NBA, and we've been We've been texting with some of our colleagues. They've reported similar, uh, similarly bad stretches here. And you guys know that I'm always looking for pity from the listeners when we go sure. through a losing stretch.
2: Sure. That's and a
4: big part of my. Uh, that's a big part of my persona because I want people to feel bad for us when the book wins or cr- loses. Excuse me.
2: The crazy part is, John, it's never going to come back either. It's going to be favorites forever.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> well, look, I know we're going to get the money back, but you got to weather the storm, man. Sure. You know, it's just it's tough tough with the bean counters man so i know you guys have been doing this
2: for a long time it's uh, it's old hat now but you know last week you sit you sit there you put out the numbers uh any differences in the process this year than in the past
4: uh not really uh we, we added a few new props but uh, as far as the the way we set everything up uh the guys the guys uh headed by ed sammons and jeff sherman they they did a fantastic job they got up over 450 props uh we, we always like to add a few new ones just to keep it a little original but same same process is always pouring over the stats and 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 guessing as to what the customers are going to come in on what the sharp guys are going to come in on we, we kind of know what the public is is going to play here but it, it's been interesting to see the way some of these props have been bet so adam i have the inside dope on
0: the process um a couple of updates uh art De caesar was on last week he told us that he actually got thrown out of the room when he tried to suggest a couple of props uh, he wasn't happy about that, and then physically,
4: uh, physically thrown out of the room. Like they grabbed him by the collar, or was this a? These are the stories that the, you know the newer guys right.
0: say, and I and then I heard uh, Rex Byer got chastised for Twitter, and you guys were like, "You're not part of the props. That's it. You're out."
4: Wow. Yeah, I didn't hear about the Rex thing. I I, I didn't hear about the art thing either. I want to make sure he wasn't physically tossed from the room, Steve. Because that'd be a violation of the social distancing uh, agreement that we have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I got to make sure. Unless they had one of those hooks where they hooked him out of the room. Sure. Because I think those those have to be at least six feet long, so I'd be fine with that. But Uh... uh, it it goes off the rails sometimes, man. Like sometimes we're in there, we're talking about stuff. And Ed Ed and Jeff and Rex and and Randy Blum and Casey Degnon, those guys did all the work. So I don't want to take any credit for it. But sometimes when we're in there, it goes off the rails in a hurry because everyone's uh, goofing off. And you guys know I've got no time for that kind of nonsense.
2: No patience. No. Right. So if they did all the work, that gave you time to have your goons
4: removed. <laughs> to remove.
3: <laughs> I got to
4: get, get some goons. You know, that, that, that'd be great. No, I went over there a couple times. I was over there chatting with the guys a few times. They asked me about some of the, well, some of the golf cross-sport ones that Jeff did, I'd never even heard of the golfers. I'm like, Jeff, what the hell is this, man? I haven't even heard of this guy. Like some guy on the European tour. I'm like, how, how do you expect to write any money on this, man? Do another one with, with Joel Embiid or, or uh, the Golden Knights, uh, This the, the golf stuff. we got to pare down the golf next year. That would be my vote. If you, uh, if you are looking for goons, I
2: actually know somebody who's unemployed and from a very tough background, John. Right. So uh, you I'm can not- – uh,
4: Certainly not somebody I'm familiar yeah. with. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but we we did the same thing we always do. That Thursday night, we released them all, and, and and the wise guys came in. Most of the bets we took were just people playing differences between what we put up sure. and what some of the other books in Nevada put up. So so you got to be careful when you're when you're consuming content this week, and you hear like, oh, we took all this money from sharp guys on this or that. Well, that might have been exactly where we were looking to write money on. Because the game has just changed a lot because now at any moment you can just look on your apps and see what everybody else has. And you can structure your decisions very easily by just getting a little bit off the market from what the other books in Nevada are offering. You know how the bets are going to come in from these arbitrage players. And and those guys are sharp, and we do respect them, but sometimes those quote-unquote sharp bets are exactly what we were looking for.
2: John Murray, from leader of the Goon Squad from over at the Westgate mm-hmm. Superbook, uh, joining us. Uh, you mentioned all the work that was into it. You, you learned some new golfers from the props.
4: Uh, is there is there something on the board that's your favorite yeah. prop that you love? I, just to clarify, I don't think I learned anything. I tuned it out as soon as okay. Jeff started talking <laughs> about these guys. Fair. I couldn't name Fair. them right now. If you offered me a million dollars. I thought thought the new ones, a couple new ones that we added this year were good ideas. Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford each have have a pass reception. Mm. I thought that was a good idea. And one thing we did this year in the cross-sport ones, which I thought was fun, was we're taking uh, tournament wins in the NCAA tournament to things that are happening in the the Super Bowl. Like one of them is Gonzaga NCAA tournament wins to Boyd receptions in the Super Bowl. Mm. You guys know I love college basketball. I love the NCAA tournament, so I thought that was a fun one. Plus it doesn't it's not gonna to be too far in the future. Sometimes sure. we have those that go way into the spring or the summer or the fall and that one will be resolved, you know, for four to six weeks after the game. So yeah. I thought that I thought that was cool.
2: So you think if Boyd gets seven receptions, it's cash.
4: Yeah, that's true. You're right. We could uh, we could we could conceivably grade it right then. Uh, yeah. that that is that's a good point.
0: Joe Mixon Five, six, seven, eight-yard run, uh, Purdue wins in the tournament. You know, you could grade that one early, too.
4: Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up Mixon because Mixon's a guy that we've seen uh, some sharper players backing on backing him to score a touchdown, a few other things there. So they seem to be we, – we were wondering how they were going to handle Cam Akers because we didn't really know how to handle Cam Akers. Because, you know, if he puts the ball on the ground one time, they're going to take him out of this game, I think. So we weren't totally sure what to do with him, and uh, they they have been betting him under. Uh, so maybe, and, and I've seen some sharper guys take Sony Michelle over carries, which I thought was interesting too. So maybe there are some people thinking that the Rams will look to give the football to Michelle. I, I did. T- you just
2: mentioned uh, Cam Akers. I did speak to a uh, a former sportsbook guy who's down here, kind of making the rounds on Radio Row, and mm-hmm. he said it was funny to him that every single interview he sat down on, which was at least thirty. Here on Radio Row, the person said, Cam Akers over is a lock. He said every single interview and he's like, Alright, I'm gonna go bet the under.
4: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't know who I don't know who's saying it's a lock, but anytime I hear so and so is a lock, anytime anybody comes in with very strong conviction, <laughs> that leads me, guys, to want to go in the opposite direction. But I am I'm, I'm a bit of a cynical guy.
2: Yeah, I think it was more yeah. of like a sampling. If if twenty five different people tell you the same prop is winner, that's probably a loser.
4: Right, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine I would lean more to it losing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if, it's, if it looks that obvious. But Akers, of course, he fumbled in the, in the Tampa Bay game, and then he fumbled again in the fourth quarter where we they were running out the clock. So he's a tough guy to price uh, when you've got other, other running backs on that roster. But we did see Sean McVay. It looked like he really wanted to commit to the run in the San Francisco game two weeks ago. So it's possible that that Acres will get a steady diet of carries as long as he doesn't fumble.
0: John Murray with us, Westgate Superbook. Big games coming up, or as John would say, Super Bowl. But I'm afraid to say it.
4: Um, uh, right, we well, you, you down just down. you just said it, Steve. I I, I don't know if we can edit this or how that works, but
0: Ari got a uh, 30 second yeah. dump. Do you think you say yeah. we can? <laughs> tell us about tell us about the uh, prop contest that anyone can get into for just 100 bucks. So you get to bet a bunch of props.
4: Yeah, prop contest, hundred dollar entry fee, and we've got a whole menu of props you can choose from. In addition to the four hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred fifty props. Excuse me, we have off the board. We're also running a promotion here at the Superbook in Nevada. Where new accounts, you bet a hundred, we'll give you a hundred. So I think there's gonna be a lot of people this weekend taking advantage of that as well. Get into the prop contest, get the prop packet, get the mobile app, so you don't have to wait in line all weekend, and come down to the Superbook on Sunday. For the big game, the SB 56. There
0: you go. John, we will see you during the Sunday football preview show. We'll be there 10 to noon, so we'll see you on Sunday morning. I'll be there, guys. Thanks. There he is, John Murray. John Murray. Just scooping up all that money in hopes of trying to make up for just devastating losses in the NBA. Again, 10 to noon, Sunday football preview show. I'll be down there at the Westgate. We're on the riser. They made a nice little stage for us and all the other big stars who come in there to do shows. Willie Ramirez will be on the scene. I think Adam Candy will be on the scene. John Murray will pop on. We'll have some other special guests to break things down. Jay Cornegay from the book will be with us. I think we're going to probably book some of the stars of uh, Superbook, NV Superbook nationwide, like uh, guys like Ron Kruk, betting experts, to uh, come on and break down the game. Again, 10 o'clock live show right here on ESPN Las Vegas. At the Westgate, Superbook Nevada. Open that mobile account right now with the Superbook.